Milo's taverner sighed, ran his hand back across his mottled scalp as if to verify that what remained of his hair was still present, and lit another nick. Then he glared again at the transcript hard copy on his desk and tried to imagine an approach that might work, without getting himself into so much trouble that the people he was paid to please would turn against him. He was responsible for the ongoing interrogation of Angus Thermopylae. It wasn't going well. That pleased some people, and infuriated others. Angus's trial had been a simple enough affair, as such things went. Carmine Security had recovered the pirated supplies. The search which located the supplies aboard Angus's ship, Bright Beauty, had adequate legal justification. With a number of vague, troubling exceptions, the evidence of the ship's data core supported the charges against him. The less damning ones. He mounted no defense, apparently because he knew it was futile. Everything was correct and in order. Angus Thermopylae was guilty as charged. On the other hand, despite provocative rumors concerning zone implants, rape, murder, and the wrecked UMCP destroyer Starmaster, no evidence had turned up to convict him of anything more serious than the burglary of station supplies. He was sentenced to life imprisonment in Commine Station's lockup, but the law simply could not be stretched to include his execution. Case closed. Station security had no intention whatsoever of letting matters rest there. Milo's taverner had mixed feelings about that. He had too many conflicting priorities to juggle. As deputy chief of Commine Station security, Interrogation was his responsibility. True, the present charges against Angus Thermopylae had been adequately proven, and true, the evidence didn't justify any other charges. But security knew Angus of old. His piracies were a moral, if not a provable, certainty. His dealings with illegals of every description, from druggers and psychotics to the bootleg or industry in all its guises, were unquestionable, if indemonstrable. His crew had a distressing tendency to disappear. Additionally, the unexplained chain of circumstances which brought him back to Commine, accompanied by a UMC cop who should have died aboard Starmaster, was profoundly intriguing, not to mention disturbing. All things considered, Milos couldn't question the decision to keep after Angus Thermopylae until he broke or died. Nevertheless, the deputy chief didn't really want the job, for a number of reasons. Because he was personally fastidious, he found Angus repulsive. As far as anyone knew, an addiction to Nick was Milos's only vice. Even people he made no effort to please would have admitted that he was clean, circumspect, and correct in all his dealings, and no sane observer would have ascribed those virtues to Angus. More than anything, Angus looked like a toad bloated by malice. His bodily habits were offensive. He only took a shower when the guards forced him into the sand cubicle, only put on a clean prison suit at stun point. That, and the way he sweated, made him smell like a pig. The color of his skin was like ground-in grime. His mere existence made Milos feel vaguely ill. His presence inspired a sense of active nausea. In addition, his eyes glared yellow with a belligerent wisdom that made Milos feel exposed, 
dangerously known. Angus was cunning, crafty, as insidious as disorder, and people like that were risky to work with. They lied in ways which confirmed their interrogators' illusions. They learned from the questions they were asked. They gained as much knowledge as they gave, as much or more in Angus's case, and they used that knowledge to perfect their lies, to work for the ruin of their interrogators even when they had nothing tangible to work with and had themselves been worked over regularly by experts to encourage cooperation. When they should have been at their weakest, they became most malignant. Angus caused the deputy chief to feel that he himself was the one being tested, the one whose secrets might be laid bare, the one put to the question. And as if all that weren't enough to contend with, Milos had to wrestle daily with the fact that his interrogation was potentially explosive. Angus Thermopylae was an ore pirate, therefore he had buyers. He had obtained bright beauty by illegal, if unproven, means, had outfitted her illegally. Therefore he had access to bootleg shipyards. Some of his technology smelled alien, and his records were patently too clean, even though they were unimpeachably recorded in his ship's data core. And all those conclusions, all those strands of inference, ran in only one direction.